Hey everybody, welcome to the Weekender Edition of the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Jerry Dave Sexton. How we doing, Nick? Uh, we're doing okay. Got some COVID running around the house, uh, independent of me, I think. So uh, it's it's back. It's back. We're not getting away from it. The fall is is getting ready to come in. We're going to see the numbers go up. I want the Houseman household to feel better. It feels like it's around every corner that we turn at this point. I I, I don't like it one bit. And I was kind of hoping I had gotten it last week. I tested negative, even though I felt lousy, you know, last week. So I'm kind of, you know, maybe covered right now. But by the way, last year I got it around almost exactly this time. And then about two months later, I got it again. So who knows what happens with the immunity or not immunity or whatever, but it, I didn't have it. As your podcast partner and friend, I have to tell you, I was giving you the COVID side eye when you were sick last week. You yeah. know, it, it's like one of those things. Where all of a sudden, someone's like, I'm coughing. I'm not really tasting anything. My big toe looks weird. And I was like, oh, right. yeah. You know, I mean, listen, I, I it felt like that, but I, I two negative tests. I have the pictures to prove it. But uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe the it's the variant has changed and the testing isn't as accurate as oh. it normally is. And who knows? But it's uh, I hate this shit. Yeah, I it really it. is terrible. Well, I hope everybody in your household gets uh, feeling well, and I hope everybody listening at home uh, feels all right. We are recording this on Thursday, August 24th. Uh, Last night, we went late. We were covering the Republican debate. Uh, People who want to listen to the entirety of this show and the post-debate coverage and analysis that we offered last night, go to patreon.com slash podcast to get all that, plus also to support the show. This is going to be a jam-packed weekender, Nick. Um, we 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 got to talk about Donald Trump going into uh, Fulton County, Georgia, mild stomping grounds, and turning himself in to be arrested. Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, the whole gang, Sidney Powell—they're they're behind bars. They basically probably already formed their own prison gang at this point. <laughs> they're 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 taking uh they're 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 taking their medicine we gotta talk about that we gotta talk uh we'll we'll go ahead and give everybody a quick post debate analysis for this show but a reminder to go watch that other show we've got trump on tucker carlson's i can't use quotes heavily enough show show it says this is show show And also, we have just an absolute shit ton of uh, listener questions that are fantastic. Can't wait to get to that. But first things first, Nick, the 45th president of the United States of America is turning himself in for his fourth arrest and indictment tonight. Uh, it there, the, the news, it keeps on coming. Chances are we're going to get a mugshot out of this thing. Uh, chances are we're going to get a televised trial. It looks like it's probably going to start in October. Um, this is going to be uh, a giant media circus. How are you feeling, Nick? Are you ready for this? Are you excited about this? Are you sad? Are you conflicted? Um, I am. I'm not conflicted. I don't feel like it's an outrage that a former president is being arrested. Uh, the fourth one, I think this is like, this is what we call a a home run, right? Isn't that what you do when you get the fourth time or all the way around? So in, Uh, in bowling, if you get three strikes in a row, it's a turkey. Ooh. Yeah. I want, I, I, I want to say, and and I'm going to check on this. I'm going to fact check it. I'm going to say four is an albatross, but I could be wrong. Turducken perhaps. I don't know. We'll, (laughs) we'll see. Um, but you know, you know, what's the, what's conflicting about it for me or frustrating about it for me is that it's called 
Do you know what it's called, Nick? Do you know what uh, it's called? I'm sorry. This is, too, this is this is way too good. This is podcast gold. Are you ready? Go. It's called a ham bone. So here's the 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 deal with being indicted this often, Nick. Like anytime you do something really like often, you get better at it. You know, there's the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours of practice idea that you become like an expert at anything after 10,000 hours of practice. Like is Donald Trump like going in and like helping people book him? You know, is is, yeah. is he just so into it at this point that he can anticipate what the booking process is going to be like? Yeah, yeah. Like he forgot to give me a thing to wipe my fingertips uh, off with all of that stuff. But yeah, that kind of thing. Um, by the way, he has a new already has a new lawyer. Yeah, he said he goes through lawyers the way that like Howard Hughes went through Kleenex. It's incredible. Well, you know what happens is that sometimes they become witnesses. <laughs> they become they become co-conspirators. Yeah, and so suddenly they have to quit quit him because they're going to be called to stand. It's really uh, an interesting thing. So we're going to be covering this, um, and I, I feel part of me and and i know that sometimes i'm a downer when it comes to this stuff i i am a little bit conflicted about it no i don't have a problem with former presidents being indicted i i think probably most presidents should be indicted i guess for me it's the spectacle of the whole thing i understand that there's an emotional catharsis to it like when i when i see a donald trump mugshot i'll probably enjoy it same way i mean the the rudy giuliani mugshot was very enjoyable but at the same time, you know, I understand that these are cheap thrills. It's like eating cotton candy dipped in like Dairy Queen uh, ice cream cone batter. What did you make the Jenna Ellis the mugshot? Did you see that one? Listen, if I ever get hauled in for trying to overthrow the government or an election, I'm smiling. That's yeah. just what's happening. So you're going to turn it into a high school yearbook photo? That's exactly what I'm going to do. So we'll cover this more. Uh, apparently, this is going to happen this evening. I, if, if there's news, there's news. I don't know what there is to say about Donald Trump surrendering himself again. Um, you know, this story, it's, it's the story that keeps on going. Uh, we did talk last night in our uh, live post-debate analysis about how we felt about the first uh, GOP primary debate. It feels like since our show that there has been a consensus, I guess, of an opinion that has grown around this entire situation that uh, the standout, as we talked about, was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, for better or worse, who was uh, an absolute tyrant up on the stage and actually terrifying in what he represented. Nick, you've had a few hours now to digest this thing. Um, how, how, are, how are you feeling? Uh, post GOP debate one, uh, you know, uh, I, it was interesting because to see everybody else start to kind of do it out in the analysis, and I think the key to figure out who wins is you have to wait until like the next day, the next morning. It seems to be that's when the memories start to fade a little bit, and we kind of what is left in our memory we remember. Um, I don't, I don't know if I agree that Vivek really, you know, stood out head and shoulders above other, other people because he was attacked the most, and I felt like there were some really good attacks. And did I feel like he, you know, what's it called when you have the, um, when you're, when you're fencing, when you, when you beat that back, you, whatever that is, that term. When, when, when you parry? Parry, yeah. I don't think he parried, you know, that well, uh, in a way that, you know, a lot of times the best moments of those uh, debates are when they kind of take that attack and they kind of fling it right back in the guy's face or the person's face. And I didn't feel like that. I feel like it was canned responses. So 
Um, but again, as we agreed last night, he definitely was one of the three people that at least maintained or maybe inched up a little bit, which is interesting because perhaps Donald Trump could get concerned at some point that, you know, one of these people is going to make a run and, and, you know, push everybody else down and then become a more serious threat. The little bit of news uh, that I have come across in discussions I've had today post-debate and, and people who aren't in the sphere, they don't understand Washington, D.C., the Beltway and, and national politics, they are the biggest gossips, the people involved in this. Like, they love these things. They love debates. They love town halls. They love any con- conventions, you name it. They love being able to talk about this stuff and spill the tea and get into all of this. And apparently, uh, Ron DeSantis, um, who we had talked last night about the fact that he, he nobody attacked him. Uh, he was kind of it's sort of like a person who a bear attacks them or comes out and jumps on them and they soil themselves and don't move. And the bear is like, "Ah, I'm not going to mess with this. Okay. That's sort of what happened with DeSantis. He was in such decline as a candidate that most people weren't worried about taking shots at him. We had said that simply by the fact that he hadn't hurt himself irrevocably getting to his podium and then soiling himself in front of the United States of America and the world that he had somehow or another won a victory. Um, Apparently, his donor class, Nick, not all that impressed and also weren't all that happy considering that Fox News asked him a question about his donors having their concerns about his candidacy. And I don't know if you remember this. This was like one of those little weird moments in the debate that maybe uh, went past people's attention. Um, he didn't say anything about the donor. He just went ahead and talked about his record. And if you are on a ship that's sinking like Ron DeSantis, you need to at least try and plug some holes. And apparently his inability or unwillingness to plug some of those holes, uh, apparently it's going to bite him in the ass. He, he has upset some of his donors last sure. over the past day or two. And, and he also couldn't um, get out of this without one of those really great memes uh, made of him trying to smile after he makes his last one of his points. He he finishes a nice, eloquent thing and he kind of goes to the end and then he tries to smile. And I'm telling you, if the answer ultimately is that he is an alien, oh. that is what makes the most sense because he doesn't understand how to how to act as a human. It's Nick, very, it's, very strange. It's like Chris Penn in Footloose in a montage trying to learn how to dance like 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 it, it trying to learn how to smile how to be a real boy ron DeSantis's inability to to even emote naturally it shows first of all a person who doesn't have a lot of personality or or humanity in them but also as we've talked about on this show repeatedly a person who has been coached by so many people that he is just absolutely inescapably in his own head and there's not a lot for him to do and there's it would it would take a near miracle for anything to uh to get that guy figured out as a candidate you've been listening to the free part of this episode if you'd like to hear the rest of this great conversation head over to patreon.com slash podcast and subscribe for lots more additional content including a discord server and live shows We'd really appreciate it if you could give it a try. We know you'll love it and come back for more.